Welcome, welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? This is the podcast where we discuss the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. But we're gonna discuss the draft. Let's go. Right, Ron. We had another month off where we did nothing. Well, we didn't do anything. We we watched our beloved Red Sox and we watched the Celtics make it to the second round. But then between the free agents, the NFL draft came upon us this past weekend. What did you think of the draft? It was great. I loved it. I, you know, just as much as uh, excitement that happened last year in the uh, playoffs continued this year through free agency and lots of uh, surprises um, that happened in the draft. I, you know, to me, it was great entertainment. I watched most of it. Um, I usually watch most of it. I uh, survived into day three and you know, at least part of day three. Um, I thought it was good. It was entertaining for sure. Yeah, I always, I always draft. I, I always watch. Sorry, I always watch at least that Thursday night because each year I feel like the NFL puts on a show. It's like live music, big old jumbotron. They even have fireworks. They invite all the fans. I love so, that. So you know, it's it's all part of the you know festivities, right? Yeah, it's it's great, and I'm looking forward to. You know, when they, they, you know, they come down to, I guess, Tampa, uh, closest to us here in Orlando, and hopefully we get an opportunity to, to go and be a part of the festivities. Yeah, I, I like those people that they sit in the front row for each team. I, I like all of that. All of that. I, I think they do a good job. But, you know, overall, overall, like, who do you think was the winner by far of this draft? Well, before we get into that, let me just say one other thing about the draft um, that has happened in the last, let's say, like for me, three, four years. Definitely this year, um, I, I guess I paid more attention and I noticed it happening. That's really annoying. Is if you're like me and you're watching the draft on TV, but you also are keeping up, you know, with stuff online through social media, seeing how, like, your, you know, your fan page, how they're reacting to your draft picks, for example. Um, you'll notice that um, there's some there's some people online that actually have the pick before it's even announced on stage, um, and that was I had to actually turn that off because it, it was ruining the experience for me. Like they were naming players like a, not around but like a, a pick ahead that the teams were selecting before the announcers on like NFL Network. That's you know that's the channel I was basically tuned in before they even got got word of who you know the team selected and that i found extremely uh annoying Um, so you're saying that there were leaks oh yeah for sure (laughs) there there were leaks um and it was you know getting to the folks that uh were on social media so you know people on social media already like knew who the players were and before you even it like took some of the excitement out if you're paying attention to that too much it can take the excitement out of like roger goodell coming to the stage and making the announcement and all that stuff and you're kind of like holding on to the edge of your seat and you're trying to figure out what, what player they're selecting. Well, then it's a good thing that we didn't place any bets because I know that you could bet who the first pick is with whatever. They were, betting is taking over, right? So if they already know ahead of time who the team is picking, that kind of ruins, like you say, kind of ruins the experience. I, I I stayed away from all that because I went to a restaurant, I went to a bar to watch it, and I wasn't, I wasn't clicking. I was just like, I was actually, I was telling you that I was really surprised because everyone there had a New York Giants jersey, uh, and then that one guy that we know, well, I know him, he had a Vikings jersey on, but it was weird that he had a Vikings jersey, but. 
I don't think they had a first round pick. So I was like, what are you doing here? Are you just cheering for the other teams? Yeah, that guy, he, uh, he, <laughs> he showed up to watch, you know, he was cheering for the uh, Brooklyn Nets when we were there watching the Celtics. But then he was talking to me about the uh, the Red Sox and how he's a fan of the Red Sox, which you know didn't make any sense. Yeah, um, he has teams in different area codes. I, I don't I don't know I don't know about him. I'm not gonna say his name because I don't. I mean, he definitely doesn't listen. But we know he's he's up there with. Uh, he's a, definitely a bandwagon fan. Anyway, on to your question. Yes, though. my Who question won the draft? was: um, Who do you feel? I know that a lot of experts are out there, but personally, what? Who do you think won? Well, let me just say this before I get into that. Let me say a lot of teams really did really well. Um, yes, I, I agree. think this year compared to other years, I think teams, most teams, had successful drafts. Um, but if I was to pick out, just I want to pick out of two teams that really, really did well. Um, the Jets did an amazing job and you know of course they had all those picks um in the uh like first round i think three picks in the first round but they nailed it they got sauce gardner uh probably arguably the best cornerback they got garrett wilson who was the best receiver and that's because the uh alabama kid got hurt uh jermaine johnson that was the defensive end we were talking about offline who some some people felt he was the best defensive end or can be the best defensive end ahead of hutchinson um and Trayvon Walker. So and not just those three guys, but they landed Brees Hall in the um, second round with their four, you know, fourth pick in the second round. Uh, Jeremy Rucker, the tight end from Ohio State. A lot of people feel like he can be a, a, a beast. They nailed it. You know, they nailed it. So th- the Jets, for sure, the other team, um, unfortunately for the Steelers, were, you know, were the Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. They put on a clinic. Mm-hmm. On drafting, I, I, Ozzie Newsom always does well with the drafting. I don't. I wish that he that we could snatch him, but then if he was with the Patriots, he wouldn't have a say. So it's yeah, you know, it's a double-edged sword. But yeah, I would agree with you. The Jets, the Ravens, I would say the New York Giants did really, really well, and. We even mentioned it right before we started recording. The Eagles did really, really well. Yeah, I mean, if you were to count the, the trades that took place, they were aggressive. They did really well. Um, they're surrounding Jalen Hurts with weapons for sure. So I honestly think, I, mean, I don't want to talk about how, the, you know, my predictions just yet for the season. But I'm going to say this. I, I can see the Eagles winning that, um, that division and making a run, uh, you know, um, in the playoffs uh, just based on, the the talent that's on that team. Oh yeah, if I was the Cowboys, I would not sleep comfortable, comfortably the rest of the the rest of the off season. I'd be like, how can the how come the Eagles? Because now you can even say that the Eagles, Jalen Hurst is like their weak link now. He has to prove right. Uh yeah, unfortunately, I mean, uh, he there's he's gonna be under some pressure. He has to have some success. Uh, not some success. He has to have success. Period. Uh, there's not going to be any excuses with not him not having um, enough of a supporting cast uh, because they've, you know, they've they have three young receivers on that team. Um, they got a good running game. I think uh, it was number one or certainly within the top five of the league last year. And then to get for them on the defensive side to get like uh, Jordan Davis, I think is who they got um, to shore up that defensive line. It's just. They're, they're a good team. They're a, a team that's capable, talent-wise, of winning now. And it's all going to come down to quarterback play. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of pressure on him to to be uh, to do well and to uh, to succeed. So Yeah, I mean, you, when you have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, those are two studs. And they better get the ball. Yeah. They're playmakers, but they can't make a play without the ball. Yeah, so I'm looking at you know their picks. Jordan Davis... I loved Jordan Davis. He was the freak of the NFL draft. Um, I was secretly, you know, and we'll get to the Steelers. And I was hoping that if he was there, even if Pickett was there, that we actually took Jordan Davis because that would have fixed our running, you know, run defense uh, right then and there. So he's he's going to be a great, great player. And then they came out and got uh, Cam Jurgens, the center from Nebraska, Nicobe Dean, who's probably the second best linebacker, fell all the way to the 
third round. So they and then you know and again, um, you know, getting the uh, the trade for the receiver. They did a great a great job. Yeah, that 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 Dean character. I wanted the Patriots to draft him because we needed speed at linebacker, but. Well, you know what? To you, in your opinion, who did the worst? Or who had was like, why would you do that? The Patriots, yep. uh, for sure. Um, and you know, the Patriots always do. I don't know how, how how you would you know what you can say for how they approach the draft, but they they are kind of in a world of their their own. Um, they're all their cor- picks to me, not all. Some of their picks to me were, were very questionable. Obviously, the first pick with Cole Strange, the guard, which, you know, most people had a second or third round, um, you know, uh, in terms of talent. That's where he, they thought that he should land to, to get him the first the first pick in the uh, first round. Um, when they could have got him later, that was questionable. And, and they needed receiver help, but the receiver they got made absolutely no sense. Um Obviously, he was, you know, he ran uh, real fast uh, combine time. I think it was a 4-2 something um, out of Baylor, uh, Thornton. But to me, he was a one-trick pony. And we're looking at the receivers that went uh, after him. You know, you had uh, Perkins, who the Steelers got. You had Sky Moore. um, And there was another receiver, too. I can't remember uh, who it was. But they had options. and they, they selected him. I think that's going to be a bust, um, to be honest with you. Um, I do like some of the other picks. The corners they picked up, I think, could be really good. The running back, um, I think that adds some depth. But, you know. It, yeah, to me, to me, it was, I don't, I mean, 20 years of champion, of winning football, you kind of, you kind of let us lie but whiffing on the draft like year after year and i wouldn't say whiffing it's just like you know when it comes to like getting your needs on the draft i feel like there's they never dip in that bucket like every other team does like you know if you have linebacker needs and you Mm -hmm. have you know cornerbacks because they all took the money and left then you draft you know studs at that position but Again, I'm down on the draft, but I'm not like, oh man, our our team is ruined. They yeah. just they just do it different. I don't, I I don't know what to say. It that's a, a great way of saying it. They it's different. It, they take a different approach than every other team. And whether it pans out or not, like all of these picks, no one's gonna know for two or three years. Um, no one's gonna know. But I feel like with the Ravens, when they draft somebody a year or two years later you're like who is that guy mm-hmm. and then like oh he got drafted two years ago he's a beast now mm-hmm. he's a beast so that's you never ever hear that with the patriots you always hear oh yeah that guy was good when he was on x team mm-hmm. and now he's a patriot oh that guy was good when he was in y team and now he's a Patriot. but you never you know hopefully mac jones is going to change that but you never hear Oh, he got drafted two years ago, and now he's like a stud. Yeah, the other strange pick to me was the quarterback, Bailey Zappi, who I think can be a a lot of people say he's a sneaky, good quarterback that can turn into uh, someone good, you know, a, a good starter. Again, I question not taking him necessarily where they took him. Like in the fourth round, if you're addressing a backup quarterback need, Assuming Mac, you know, my assumption, I think everyone's assumption is Mac Jones is the future. He's going to play for another 12 to 15 years, right? Why would you use a fourth round pick um, on a on a backup quarterback? I just don't, I don't get that. You can get that in, you know, as a undrafted free agent uh, if you if you need to address it. Especially when you already have two backup quarterbacks, now you have like a fourth. I mean, you have a Hoyer, you got Stenum, and now you got that sappy guy. And it's like, I mean, maybe it's just competition. Maybe whoever is better. I know that that's what Bill likes. Bill likes to see competition on the field, see who's the plays. But again, it's just 
They yeah. don't take the draft very serious. I feel like he would rather snatch players that want to win, but they're already like in their. They already got paid. They basically already got the max contract, and now he's now he's taking him for cheap. So, yeah, it's yeah. He he's in his own world when it comes to drafting for sure. Because again, it's not that these players can't be good or they're not talented. It's just that he doesn't look at positional value or player value, and he doesn't look at like what other teams' needs are to try to figure out where they're gonna go. Um, because if he did, you know, he there were tons of other players that were better. Or maybe he just knows that, but he doesn't take the time to evaluate them. And the people who he evaluate, that's who he's kind of sticking with, no matter what. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say about how he does it. But like you said at the beginning, it's tough to argue with him with all the success he's had over the last like 20 plus years. So, yeah, I think the Patriots were, you know, they swift they kind of whiffed on the draft and i think the jaguars whiffed on the number one pick because and this is hearsay but since the jaguars got a new gm from he was the 49ers gm right but when he was the 49ers gm harbaugh was with the team he was the head coach and i guess they clash heads so you thought Hutchinson was the number one pick. I thought Thibodeau was the number one pick. They went with Devon Walker. And then when I researched it, I realized that the GM for the Jaguars doesn't like that Harbaugh Michigan coach. He despised him. So this is like a petty. So you're so petty that you're going to cost your team the number one pick. So he didn't pick Hutchinson. Well, I I don't think it was just that. Trayvon Walker is a, like I, you know we talked about. He's a really really good player that was on a really really good team and didn't he may not have necessarily got to show what he's fully capable of. Now he dominated for sure, but in terms of like rushing the quarterback, you know that's not what he was asked to do. Um, whereas Hutchinson, you can just see, you know, his potential when it comes to quarterback pressure quarterback hurries you know sacks and all that stuff so i think trayvon walker is going to be a great player don't get me wrong i prefer hutchinson you mentioned Kayvon thibodeau a lot of people like him talent wise however you know he uh his work ethic i think has come up uh you know someone some have questioned that and production wasn't necessarily there but He's an athletic freak who you can just, you know, look and just say, oh, wow, he's capable of so much. And, you know, that's why, you know, teams were high on him. But when you add his, you know, a somewhat of a lack of production and then you throw his personality in there, being very cocky, some would say, uh, or overly confident, um, I could see why he slid a little bit. But I'm not going to knock the Jags for what they did. Um you know, like I said, to, to me, it was Hutchinson, but some people had Trayvon Walker as the best defensive end. Um, I mean, who's who's who do you think is going to have more sacks, Hutchinson or Trayvon Walker next year? If they go, if they both start, who do you think is going to have more yeah, they're sacks? They're both going to start. Um, my, I would I would say Hutchinson. So then that's your number one pick. <laughs> I, I would, you know, I, I would. I just because think the thing is this: when you're the number one pick, your college makes a big deal out of it, right? And you know, you have to. There's a plaque. There's a lot of ceremonies. Oh, we got the number one pick. I feel personally that the Jags took that away from Michigan. Uh you. It may not be petty, but I feel like there was a slight slight to him, and now. Even as I'm reading this, they were like, hey, that Detroit pick at number two came so fast. It was almost like, oh, but yeah. oh you oh, you go, go, go Walker? Oh, we got Hutchinson. Yeah, it was, but, it didn't but, even think about it. Like the second Walker number one, Detroit was ready. So it's. Well, and it helps that Hutchinson played at Michigan too. So Yeah, so he doesn't, he just stays in the same state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. So that's, you know, overall what we think happened.
during this draft. Uh, so we're gonna quickly touch on Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay, um, they had needs for 2022. I don't know if they met all of them. Uh, they need a quarterback because I think Tom Brady is gonna be there for one year. Well, they drafted one last year, so um, I didn't think they were going to go after a quarterback, and they didn't. Um, you know, and that's and that's fine. They have Kyle Trask from Florida. I think they got him in the fourth round. Uh, can't remember exactly where he went, but I think he's going to be a good quarterback, and I think he's going to he deserves an opportunity to show what he can do. Um, so I, I don't mind them not addressing that. Um, they definitely needed a cornerback. Cornerback. Yeah. And they got that McCullum kid. Yeah, um, and that's uh, he's going to be depth, but he is he was one of the cornerbacks, uh, the offensive backs that I was hoping the Steelers would get. His measurables were are unbelievable. Uh, he's from Sam Houston State. Uh, small school is probably part of the reason he fell. I think he went if he went anywhere else, he probably been a, uh, picked higher. I thought they did okay, you know, with their players. They addressed defensive end um because uh what's his name is getting up there in age can't think of his name now jpp uh is up there in age um so they they address defensive end with logan hall i think he's going to be a good player sue um, they sue might not be coming back right yeah i don't know if he's playing or not um i gotta go back and look to see i don't think he's signed yet i might be wrong about that um, so there, there's some questions on the defensive line that they need to just shore up, I would say. And I think they looked at, to do that with the Logan Hall pick. Um, they, they drafted a guard. Uh, don't know too much about Luke Gadecki from Central Michigan. Um, Rashad White from Arizona State, the running back. Uh, I saw some highlights on, on him. Uh, he played for Arizona State, so he played under uh, Herm Edwards. Um he looks very explosive. Uh, did Fournette come back? I can't even remember if Fournette's on the team now. Yeah, he resigned. So with Fournette there, I think they lost the other running back though. No, uh, Jones is gone. Yeah, so with Jones gone, he he can he will fill in as a as a backup running back. Uh, again, you're addressing your backup need with a third pick, third round pick. Um, but you know he'll he'll probably see some playing time for sure. I think they did okay overall. Are you okay with that punter in the fourth round, though? He's supposed to be really good. Fourth fourth round, whether someone else would take. I think I need to go back and look, but I want to say there were like three kickers that were taken like fourth <laughs> or fifth round this year. Something crazy like that. So Yeah, because usually you never see kickers in the draft because usually well, they're we, undrafted and they compete. Well, kicker. We took a kicker in the second round, Tampa Who? Bay, a couple years ago. That's no longer on the team. Exactly. <laughs> no longer exactly. Because he sucked. Exactly. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't generally take a kicker till later on in the draft, no matter how talented they yes, are. Yes, way, way later uh, on. But again, just think about the team, the Bucks. They're loaded already. Uh, it's not like they had a whole bunch of needs. Uh, they had some depth that they need to figure out, which I think they did. The team is retooled and ready to go, and they they got Super Bowl on their mind this year, and um, yeah, because all their wide receivers are coming back, right? Yeah, Evans, yep, all they're Godwin. Mm-hmm. AB is the only one who's not. <laughs> oh, AB, right? <laughs> but, AB's still unemployed. Mm-hmm. They didn't need him, you know. If every if everyone, everyone else stays healthy, they you know they don't. I don't think they need him. Yeah, and the NFC is not exactly a juggernaut, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, even uh, the Packers got weaker. Who else got weak? Yeah, I would think the Seattle I, got weak. Well, Seattle didn't really play well to begin with last year. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they're not as good. Um, San Fran, we'll see with San Fran. You know, it sounds like they're turning off over the keys to Trey Lance. He didn't look good last year when he played, so he has to take a big leap for sure. Um, I would think they'll be good regardless just because of their coaching and defensive players and stuff like that. Yeah, the, I think the NFC East is the only division that really got better during this draft process, at least so far because of the, you know, the Eagles drafted well, the Giants drafted well, the Cowboys I haven't even reviewed, but 
nothing I, I never I didn't see normally you see Cowboys fans in the middle of mm-hmm. you know on Twitter or on anybody else just like yeah 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 but I didn't see a lot of rah-rah from them so yeah it just goes to show you I don't think they did that good um yeah so I, I I'm not worried about the the Tampa Bay I think that you know the only competition really you would say is the Rams right yeah and you know the Rams and I'm not gonna sleep on Green Bay at all um you know when you got you know a Hall of Fame quarterback on your team I don't it's tough to like count them out completely but yeah certainly the Rams are gonna be the cream of the crop uh, in the NFC and the Bucks are right there right slightly behind them but, right, but in competition for sure and uh, there's some young teams like we talked about that are on the up and up like the Eagles um, it'll be interesting to see what the Redskins or not the rest of the commanders now what they do uh, with Carson Wentz um, it'll be interesting for sure yeah I mean again we're, we're not reviewing teams yet but they those teams in the NFC did well during the draft okay so let's move on to the Steelers Pittsburgh Steelers so overall what was your what do you think overall I know they got Kenny Pickett but what do you think overall of the draft I thought this was one of our best drafts in a while and um, I don't think it was a perfect draft, but I thought it was a good, good draft. If I was to give them a grade, it would be a, like a solid B for me. Um, they got the quarterback I've been talking about for the entire year last year during the season while he was playing. And I used, you know, I used to send you, t- tell you all the time, send you text messages, go watch this kid play. Um, Is it gonna beat up Mitch though? I don't know. Like most people, it's gonna be open competition. Tomlin said today, oh, he said all three quarterbacks, meaning Mason Rudolph included, will be there to compete. Um, I don't, I still don't think Mason Rudolph makes the team. Um, but you know, I I can see where he's, you know, he's sitting on the on a bench uh, to start the season. Trubisky's there, and you know, with a short leash, and uh, depending on how the season is going, they go and put Kenny Pickett in. But he's hands down there's no argument that he was the most ready uh quarterback coming out in this draft in, in terms of like starting he was the most like he could have plopped him on any team he's he's ready to start even you would think that he has a higher ceiling than malik willis well that's different like so being ready now versus ceiling is different um i personally think pickett's ceiling is pretty good i i think Obviously, there's things like people look at like arm strength and stuff like that. He is never going to be a Josh Allen, right? He's never going to be an Aaron Rodgers or a Mahomes. That's not who he is. But if you go back and look, those quarterbacks is you don't the quarterback that wins the Super Bowl doesn't necessarily have the strongest arm. No. So Tom Brady doesn't have the strongest arm. He has a good arm, really good arm, but it's not the strongest. He's not the fastest player. He can't move at all. Um, so there's more than one way to win, and I think with him, there's lots of room for him to continue to improve, and I think he'll he'll get better. Uh, people are fascinated with Malik Willis because his arm talent is so, you know, amazing, and you know, obviously he has to work on his accuracy. So did Josh Allen when he came into the league, and Josh Allen worked on it and became who, who he, he is, is now. today. Yeah, yeah. Um, Malik Willis adds that running capability that Pickett and some of the, you know, the other quarterbacks will not to be, be able to do. Pickett can move. He's not going to be able to run people over like Malik Willis can, like run through uh, arm tackles and stuff like that. That's not who Kenny Pickett is. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a better quarterback. But Malik Willis, if you give him time, you know, and I think he's on the right team where you can sit. I don't know if you saw Tannehill's comments today uh, about not Oh, not being, being a mentor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably not a good... That's not a good start. <laughs> not a good start for Tannehill. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, I think he's on the right team. He has a strong coaching s- staff, and you'll have strong support there with him. And he has... Malik Willis has a, uh, you know... 
he has a good you know head. I think he's strong willed and he's going to be confident. And he's going to be he's going to be fine. So yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I think that he might he's sitting one year sitting in the NFL will help him like. You know, because he has all the physical abilities, mm-hmm. he just needs to be mentally right. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw that you guys picked George Pickens around two. Yep. Wide receiver. Yep. Uh, tons of talent. Absolutely. Tons of talent. And they say, well, his maturity level is not there. But mm-hmm. I feel like with the Steelers, that's what they specialize. I mean, <laughs> I know. AB was on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we've dealt with AB. Once Some, you dealt with B, what? Yeah, it can't be worse. It than can't that, be right? worse than that, yeah, right? There was a lot of stories that came out, you know, about Pickens' maturity, like some of the coaches and what they had to say. I don't know too much about that. I it does give me pause a little bit. And like I told you, I love Pickens. I think he's going to be a great player. I love Sky more and more. Um, you know, he went a couple picks later to Kansas City, which I think you know for them, he's just going to be. I think he's going to be great. He's going to be amazing. Um, but Pickens is, he's going to be a number one, I think, in the future. And, you know, Deontay Johnson's contract's up after this season. The, the, the way the receiver market's going, there's no way they're going to pay him what, what these guys are getting. So wouldn't shock me if he's on another team. Hopefully they can work something out. Uh, but Claypool, you know, he has had an up and down. So Pick, Pickens makes sense. He's going to make an immediate impact. They'll put him in the slot. Uh, I think he'll he'll do really well, um, and he can be the future. You know, we'll see what he does this year, but two three years from now, um, I think he's going to be be really good. the The only thing that I always look at the Steelers with their they draft really well with the wide receivers, but because they're so young. There's a lot. They have the dropsies sometimes in big games, like what happened in the playoffs, right? So that is my only like. Not this guy though. I think he's had two drops. If I if I remember correctly, I read an article. Two drops in his entire career, or some crap like that, um, which is incredible. So he he doesn't drop the ball at all. Um, the problem with the, the problem I have with the Steelers with the receiver picks is that they choose too many of them. <laughs> you know, um, they went out. With their fourth pick and got Calvin Austin, um, who the Ravens apparently wanted, like the very next pick, and was upset about it. Calvin Austin is a is a good slot receiver too, which again brings up the you know if 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 it's going to be Pickens in the slot, which I assume it is, where, where's Calvin Austin playing? Not to mention you got the kick returner from the Patriots. They got like two or three other good you know decent. Well, that kick returner he. He never got any playing time with yeah. the offense. He was strictly a special right. specialist. So I don't know if the Steelers are going to use him that way, but but Calvin Austin is like five seven, hundred eighty pounds. Yeah, he like is that. small. He's just tiny, right? And but he's good. You know, nothing wrong with being small. You have a bunch of re- receivers that are like that. Um, as well, your the fourth, Ravens fifth, probably sixth, want to replace Marcus Brown with him. Yeah. I don't think he's as good as Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I, I don't think he's as good. Um, I just think, you know, the Steelers, we tend to take a lot of receivers, and then they come up for a contract, and you're like, shit, do you bring them back or not? That's what happened to Juju last year. Yeah, they, they, they don't you know? pay. See, the Steelers and the Patriots, if you want a max contract, mm-hmm. you better keep on walking because it's not going to happen. Yeah, but if you look at last year, in the last couple of years, you know, it was Juju. Do you bring him back on this team? Where does he fit? He's played slot. He's playing a s- slot position where he should probably be on the outside. He wants to be on the outside. That's where you get paid. You got James Washington, who some say has a lot of talent. I think he has a lot of a decent amount of talent. Never gets the opportunity. The guy's riding the bench, and obviously now he's gone. You know, he, he's left the team because he just doesn't get playing time. That's what happens when you draft a lot. You know, tons of receivers. Uh, so we'll see what what you know what happens. Now I don't want to. On the third round, you picked a defensive tackle, Leo from Texas A&M. How come? Why is that? Was that a need? It is because the un- unknown with Tuit and uh, Alu Alu, or how you pronounce his name, 
mostly to it whether or not he's back. It sounds like he's back, and they just don't know what shape he's in. Um, here's where, like, again, I, I, I'm comfortable with the position and and them addressing the position because it is a position of need. I don't know how comfortable I am with the player to Marvin Leal. Um, he's very undersized, vastly undersized. I think he's like 280 pounds or something like that. Um, and he doesn't play the run that well, um, which is what we need. We needed a big defensive tackle. Uh, I was hoping they, they would be able to find someone that's like 320, 330, somewhere in that range um, that can be a, you know, uh, a, a run stopper. A run stopper. And, and uh, they got someone who I don't know how much playing time, even though he's a third round pick. He, to me, he's going to need some development. And I'll be interested to see with some of the other guys we have, like Lunder Milk uh, on our team, like how they fit this guy into the rotation. Well, he's going to, he's, you know, what happens when you are your first year, if you don't have the weight that the coaches like, you know, you put on, you pack on the muscle, right? But you don't do it in the, from now until. You know, September, you're not going to put on 30 pounds of muscle. It takes like a whole year. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, you do special special diet, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. steroids. But you're not going to pack up 30 pounds of muscle from now until September. It's just impossible. But you can still learn yeah. how, you know, this team works. So I do see him, you know, as a backup, not thrown in right away um but it, it was like hmm, maybe they want to show up their defense i guess yeah we got i mean we didn't play well against the run last year yeah. at all and part again mo- the biggest part to me was not having to it there um he's gonna be back we'll see what we get from him because he's missed the whole season playing football um and we needed to make sure someone's there if two is not in shape whether or not Leal is the right guy, that I don't know. Uh, I think he's more going to be a more of a rotation guy, like long term, someone that comes in, you know, maybe on passing situations. Uh, if he doesn't put on, isn't able to put on the weight. Um, but you know what? It is what it is. We'll see. We got to You know, we'll have a couple years to get him, like you said, up to weight and get him, get him right. So now this was a kind of a. Uh, a- you guys drafted a fullback in the sixth round. Um, Connor Hayward. Yeah. Brother of Cam Hayward. Our fourth, fourth brother. We have four <laughs> brothers on the team. Yeah, because you got both Watts, right? You got both Watts, both Edwards, uh, both Haywards now. And um, I forgot who the other one is. Uh, slipping my mind right now. But this was a pick that I'm not surprised on. It's you know what the Steelers do. We go after brothers for whatever reason. Um, it's, it's a that, family affair. This is a throwaway pick. Let me just be clear because there's no way I, I don't see Hayward's going to be a special teams. Yeah, that's what it says here that he's he he's going to be a special teams. But what the hell is Derek Watt doing, right? He's a fullback who never plays because we don't use a fullback. You know it. Again, it's like, okay, it's cool to say you have four brothers on the team, but could you have used that pick somewhere else? Uh, I got someone who can really come in and contribute. I would have. Yeah, which um, is weird because Pro Football gave him a B-plus for that pick. Yeah, well. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like as a player, as a whole, Connor Hayward is a good player, but maybe he doesn't really fit the Steelers brand, right? Well, he's not a tight. He's listed as a tight end, right? He can't be a tight end in the NFL. <coughs> I think he's only like six one or six two, like two hundred like twenty something pounds, two thirty or something like that. So yeah, so actually five eleven, five eleven two thirty three. He can't be a tight end in the NFL that way. In college, yeah, you can get away with it, but he's more of a gadget player. You know, someone who can catch. But someone who can also run between the tackles and block. He's a special team, like long term, a special team type of player. Yeah. Um, that's who he's going to be in the NFL. And, um, you know, we'll, I, I think we just have too many of those players as it is. Um, but whatever, you know.
Brown seven, you guys pick Mark Robinson, linebacker, Ole Miss. Uh, apparently, he's really good, right? I don't know. I don't know much about him. Um, you know, but we do. We could use some linebacker depth um, for sure. You know, we went off during the off season and and picked up uh, what's his name, Miles Jack. Um, but you know, see, I'm reading about Mark Robinson, and I guess he's he's closes in on the gap and he's a very athletic and he goes from end to end wow why didn't the Patriots pick someone like this <laughs> in the seventh in the seventh yeah, round no no we we ended up with a guard that's why and then we took so we took the uh quarterback from South Dakota State our fourth quarterback Steelers traditionally go in to start the season with four quarterbacks and this guy this one is not a surprise to me because I had read the Steelers had been scouting him pretty heavily, so he's going to be a um, a practice player for sure. I think he'll get cut and then signed to the practice squad. Uh, they like him a lot. He's uh, big and um, has a strong arm. Very inaccurate though, um, but you know. Yeah, because they're saying that he was a South Florida commit. He committed to South Florida, but then. He ended up in South Dakota State, so he moved around. But you don't think that he's gonna give Mason Rudolph, you know, a run for his money? No, honestly, Mason's better than him um, for sure. But I don't think Mason makes the team. Um, I, you know, we generally go in like to start the season with like two quarterbacks, so. To me, that's Trubisky and and Pickett. You know, Mason. You know, is not he's the third quarterback, but I you know I don't see them sticking with him at having a third quarterback throughout the whole season. I could be wrong, um, but you know we'll see. I think they'll look at other positions, another position instead. So overall, they got two quarterbacks, two wide receivers, a fullback, and a defensive tackle right or in a linebacker so you like this draft overall then you know i thought it was a i thought it was a good draft um i love the quarterback uh like i said um i think uh you know they they did they they had some good players uh for sure maybe not the players i wanted but i think they had a all in all a pretty pretty good draft yeah, I think, uh, you know, it was typical Steelers draft. They went after the needs. They fulfilled them. You know, overall, I really liked what they did as opposed to the team that we're going to talk about. So so let's talk about the Patriots because we both said that they it was a head-scratcher draft for them. They We weren't sure what they, what they were doing. Everyone in... In NFL, Pro Football, CVS, everyone's giving them a D. So they had a 21st pick, and they traded it down to 29th, which, you know, it was typical Patriots. But then on the 29th pick, they picked Cole Strange. Uh, why? Why, Why, Ron? Why I, they pick? Yeah, we talked about I don't know. We don't know. We don't know why. You know, because... Even if he turns to be like a Logan Mankins in the future, we still don't know why pick him so high. Right. So again, that was we don't know. Oh, first of all, they had needs. So they had needs a wide receiver. They had needs a quarterback because they both left. They had needs a linebackers because Josh Allen was unstoppable. So if you had to get a good linebacker which i don't know if mac wilson fits that and they needed a safety because let's be honest we know that mccordy is getting old even though he got signed again so those were the needs but they like went completely the opposite yep so ron why did they pick taquan thorn at number two i don't know and that you know i talked about this earlier with other receivers that are there that in my eyes would have been be- better for them, like true number ones um, that can run a full route, you know, tr- route tree. Um, I I don't know, I don't know. Maybe they hope they can coach him up to run in some other routes. Uh, but he's he adds speed, that's for sure. 
you know, if they felt like they were lacking speed last year, th- this answers that. That's yeah, sure. but I don't even I don't even know if he's gonna make the team because now, like they have, you know, they have that guy from Miami Parker. Then they have Bourne. Then they have uh, what's his name, the Nelson Aguilar, which he did nothing. Mm-hmm. There was no. I don't think that there was a overall when you went into play the Patriots that you were like. Man, we gotta be scared of Nelson Aguilar, man. If he goes deep, who knows? He might catch one. Nope, that was there. And then they had uh, who was the other guy that was? He was uh, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. He had the most catches last year. I mean, again. Yeah, this. So with your second pick, you want something, someone better than those guys, right? Yes, yes. This guy's not better than no, those no, players. No, no, no. Again. Let's see. This, this is the thing that I, Bill, has a lot of success. Probably the best quarter, uh, coaching football, ever. The best coach ever. But Brady's not there anymore, mm-hmm. and he hasn't won a playoff game since Brady left. So, and now with the rise of the Buffalo Bills, we may never win again. So I'm I'm actually going on record and saying that. Fine, let Bill Belichick get his most wins as a coach, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if this Patriot team is going to compete for another Super Bowl. As long as Buffalo Bills are there, we're going to come in second place. Well, and again, I don't want to get too far into talking about these teams, but I can say the same thing about the Patriots. The AFC is just loaded. And our two teams are could be on the outside looking in looking at these other teams you know not just kansas city not just buffalo not just denver now you know you still got to deal with like titans and you know the colts and some of the other all those all these teams are getting so much better uh and so quickly with veteran players and we got young guys that are gonna have to figure out how to catch up uh and catch up quickly charges too charges probably gonna be my team like not, they're not sleeping anymore. No, they're not a sleeper team anymore. They, they did really good this offseason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be tough for the Patriots, tough for the Steelers, too. It seems like that airplane is headed right towards us. <laughs> yeah. That's how Seriously. close we are. Um, so in the third round, they got a cornerback, Marcus Jones, from Houston. Again, I think there were better cornerbacks out there. They got another cornerback from Arizona State, Jack Jones, and at one of the two, one of these cornerbacks is not really going to play cornerback. It's going to be the punt returner that we lost to the Steelers. So uh, I don't know if he really addressed the cornerback situation, the cornerback situation, but again, it doesn't make any sense what Bill does. But then he got Pierce Strong, which is actually he's actually a pretty good running back. Mm-hmm. Out of, out of South Dakota State. Uh, then, this is another hair scratcher. Billy Zappi. Why? Mm. Don't know. Not with that pick. Don't know. Yeah, not in round four. Not. I mean, you already have Hoyer, Stenum. You have Mac Jones as starting, and then you pick another one. Uh, maybe, like you said, maybe he'll go to the practice squad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kevin Harris out of South Carolina. Again, it's like I was telling you earlier. I think a lot of these teams, they don't like to pay uh, the max contract after the rookie's contract is up. Mm-hmm. Or at least they're not going to give you... They might restructure the contract. But again, they, they don't have deep pockets like LA or the or Dallas or you know another team that has deep pockets. What what team comes to mind that you say this team spends no matter what? Mm. Yeah, the LA and Dallas yeah. are the only ones that come to mind. Well Dallas for sure. LA is more so recently though, right? Yeah, because they have a new owner, but mm-hmm. you know, you would think the Giants would fall under that umbrella but they don't spend like they it's going out of business mm-hmm. you know so again 
Then they got uh, running back Kevin Harris of South Carolina. They got Sam Roberts, defensive tackle, which again was not a need. So I don't know why they drafted him. Uh, Chase Hines, center LSU, which was a good pick. Uh, and then they got Andrew Serber from Michigan, another good pick because that offensive line is kind of decimated. Mm-hmm. They traded they traded Zach, Shaq Mason to Tampa. They let Ted Karras go to Cincinnati. So it was, I mean, I can see why they drafted so many offensive tack offensive tackles uh, for the line. But again, it was just a head scratcher all the way around. Just a big head scratcher all the way around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Again, like you said earlier, this doesn't determine that the Patriots are a bad team because they draft horribly, but they definitely didn't, you know, go after the defensive needs during the draft. No. No. No, but... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I just looked up the quarterback. I couldn't remember his name. Um, EJ Perry. He uh, played for Buffalo, right? The Browns. Well, oh, the Browns. He's he's a he's a rookie. I think he went undrafted. But this is someone who he played exceptionally well in the Senior Bowl, and that's someone who I thought the Patriots might take a look at. You know, if you're looking for a backup quarterback. Like he would have been the guy to go after, because um, he did so well again in the in the in the uh, Senior Bowl. Like you could have gotten him sixth, seventh round. You can even have signed him in the in the as uh, you know. But I, I I don't know. I don't I don't get that pick. Um, again, it, we and we know from experience that not everyone that they drafted is going to make the team, mm-hmm. right? Some of them are just going to be plain cut. Some of them are going to be backups. But, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier, why not draft a stud and have a stud sitting there? And you're like, you know, two years from now, I'll be like, wow. Yeah. That guy can play. Yeah. Not not the Patriots. Not the Patriots. You're not never, ever hear that. So. So. Yeah. I get- mean, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, we're going to find out, I guess, in a couple weeks, right, as, as camp starts to open up for these rookies. We'll see as, like, we get into, like, June, July, you know, how the rosters start to shape up, who's going to make the teams. And, you know, Bill's going to have a plan for, for those guys, I think. Um, you, you know, I, I would think so, just based on his, his history. And we still don't have an offensive coordinator, by the way. So. Yeah, that, that that should be more yeah troubling than anything. So I don't know. And now he's like talking about Matt Patricia. He's going to have a role. And we're like, I thought he was the defensive coordinator, but I guess he does it all. I don't know. Now we have Joe Judge is also going to have, you know, his hand in the, in the mix. I, it's, it's strange times. It's not mm-hmm. only the draft, but also, like, what is going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortably, I know that we're in early May, but I'm comfortably saying that I don't think that we're going to be as dominant. I mean, I saw some, some uh, reporters, some journalists ranking the pages, like, top, like, 13th in the AFC. Not even the top 10. And we know that only eight teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So and this is like uh, the worst case scenario that we can think of. But I think, I mean, that sounds about right. Because when we had talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. And I said, like, the the Patriots and Steelers are probably, like, around 10 and 11, somewhere in that area um, in the AFC. It That sounds about right, you know? No, and, and I know that. Listen, we're humans. We know that injuries can happen, trades can happen. We know that if you don't have a the next man up mentality, you know the the Steelers and the Pages can slide right in and be like, "Hey, we prepared for this. We know that bones break and ligaments, you know, 
fracture, whatever the case may be, but this is like 20 years of like, you know, swinging and, and missing, basically. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not upset to the point where like I'm mad, but you know, we don't have a Brady type anymore to like rescue us from like, you know, having a bad draft. I feel like the room for error is so the margin for error is so small now mm-hmm. that you can't just be like uh, Cole Strange, I guess. Uh, Taekwon Thorn, I guess, because it's fast. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is a draft. You're supposed to, you know, draft for your needs, but I guess Bill has other plans. Yeah. So we're at the uh, 56 minute mark. Uh, what do you want to say going forward? Because I think we don't record for another month. And I think we're going to do a couple of promos. But then we get into like, you know, team reviews mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it might be another month before we put another podcast. Yeah, it'll be a while before we're ready for that for sure. Uh, so what uh, what fixes? What's your fix while we wait? What are you going to do with no football? Watch the Celtics for sure. Yep. You know, hope they can make a run to the uh, NBA. Deep run run into the NBA. I think, you know, if we, well, let me not say this. I don't want to jinx us, but I think we have a a really good chance. Uh, I'll just say that um, of getting there. So, you know, the Celtics would be my fix. Too early for me, as as we talked about with the Red Sox. You know, I can't get into baseball. I love the Red Sox. I I don't start really paying attention to laughter, uh, the All Star break. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much about the Celtics because, like you say, I don't want to jinx them, but I have good good vibes from them. I don't have good vibes from the Red Sox. Yeah, no, it's not looking good. But, I've been, you know, we've started off as terrible as this before and have figured out a way to bounce back. So it's way too early, I think, to count them out just yet. You know, maybe after this month, after the month of May, where they stand... I know they're a game ahead of Baltimore, but again, I'm just kind of like perusing the Red mm-hmm. Sox right now because every time they come up to bat, I don't really get excited unless it's Devers mm-hmm. or Bogarts. No one on that team really excites me. I thought Trevor Story was going to excite me, but he's kind of been up and down. Yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely going to follow the other teams. Um we don't do a lot of Bruins talk because we just are not that well informed. But uh, is Carolina gonna beat them? <laughs> I have no idea. They're uh, they're one game down and they're scoring. Carolina is scoring at will, so I just don't feel very confident about the Bruins. They had a great season. Uh, anything else that you can think of? No, you know it's summer. Uh, let's try to enjoy it, enjoy our vacations, whatever uh, vacations we get to get to have. And uh, you know, football starts in a couple months, basically. Um, let's get ready for it. It will be ready. You know, to everybody that's listening, you know, um, thank you for all of your support. And uh, you know, we we for sure will try to make sure uh, season two. Uh, goes uh, is just as successful as it was last year, and not, and even better. Yeah, even um, better. Uh, I want to thank you all. We we hit the one thousand plus mark, so we want to thank you for downloading us. Even if you found us by accident and you were like, "Oh, football! I want to hear this." So we want to thank you all for that. Uh, so yeah, we'll do a couple of promos, then we do the team reviews, and then. Uh, Get ready for some football. Let's go. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at 
Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S-H-U-T-Y-M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace.